Welcome to the Community Conversations Podcast. I'm Chaplain Captain Caleb McCary with Chaplain Major Delana Small, and today we're going to be talking with Chaplain Major Chip Satterley, the Chibolic Course Manager at the U.S. Army Institute for Religious Leadership. Chaplain Satterley, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Caleb and Delana, for having me on. I've enjoyed listening to this podcast since it's inception. A little bit about myself is back in 2004, I graduated from the Virginia Military Institute, and I was briefly an AG officer in the U.S. Army Reserves. As I started down that path, the Lord called me to be an Army chaplain, which led me down to seminary and some pastoral ministry, and it brought me to Army Chaplain Center in School um, in summer of 2007. So I came through Chibolic, the course that I'm now the course manager of, 15 years ago. And a lot has happened in 15 years, a few deployments. I got married to my wonderful wife, Carrie, who apart from knowing God is the second best thing that's ever happened to me. And we have three young boys, Sam, age nine, Luke, age seven, and little Benjamin, we call Benny, who's aged one, who are absolutely the pride and joy of my life. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I, I think because of the topic of our conversation here being centered around Chibolic, that uh, you said you went in the summer of 2007? Correct. Chaplain Small, when did you go to Chibolic? I did Chibolic in two phases, uh, 2009 and 2011. I went in the summer of 2008 as a very young uh, seminarian, 24-year-old second lieutenant, Chaplain Candidate McCary, and I was very, very young. <laughs> I was 25 when I went. So you, you know. I was only 12, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it, it was it was fun being, uh, being the young guy. Everybody makes fun of you, so that's We're good stuff. We're getting older. So, so Chip, um, thanks for sharing your background with us um, as we're kind of musing on where Chibolic has been over the years. We know that in the time that the chaplain corps has existed, it has changed tremendously. The people becoming chaplains, you know, having mics now. Um, so can you tell us a little bit of um, how the Chibolic demographics are changing and, and what they look like today? That average class, you know, what is it made of? when we talk about ages or religious affiliations, compos, prior service, what does that look like from your purview? So every year we execute three 13-week Chibolic classes. Our average attendance is anywhere between 80 and 90 students. Um, typically we have roughly five to 10 female chaplains or chaplain candidates that come through. The vast majority of our students are married. Um, about little under half or chaplain candidates, that number rises in the summer due to the summer break of uh, seminary. We're more afforded the opportunity to come in between um, school tenures. Um, the vast majority of our students typically have not deployed. Usually about maybe a third has deployed before and usually a little under half or prior service. Um, the average age tends to be 36 to 38 years old. Denominations represented in the current Chibolet class, we have 27 distinct denominations represented in our 86 current students that are currently in the course. And as far as the compo breakdown, we currently have 18 students going through that when they graduate Chibolic here in the next two months, will be entering into, into active duty. We have 21 who are a part of the United States Army National Guard, and we have currently 47 who are part of the United States Army Reserve. Wow. That's awesome. And so would you say, you know, based on the classes that you've seen come through. Is that a pretty typical breakdown for what you've seen? Absolutely. It's a good uh, 
average look at what our class looks like. That's pretty term. amazing. Um, I, I had never heard a, a number for the the breakdown of the uh, endorsers, the denominations that are represented Very to have diverse. to have twenty seven different endorsers represented in a class that size. Uh, that that's a pretty phenomenal number. Absolutely. Our class is very diverse. Uh, we definitely represent our nation yeah. as a whole and our, and our nation's army as a whole. We're well represented in the U.S. Army Chaplain Corps, especially in Chibolic. That's great. So as we established in the introduction here, it's been a few years since all of us were in Chibolic. <laughs> um, we won't talk about how old we are, um, but it has been a few years. And the course is different. The environment is different. Uh, the, the issues on the world stage are different. Uh, when I went through everybody, we had so many people who would come out of Chibolic, they would go straight into a unit and they would deploy mm-hmm. like within weeks. And that was common in my, my class. But things are different now. And so we could sit here all day and wax eloquent about our experiences in Chibolic, but it probably would not be an accurate reflection of today. So what are some things that people should be doing today to help prepare for Chibolic? If we had a candidate or somebody listening to this podcast. So to, to speak specifically to what you just were talking about, Caleb, there were three of us that went to Fort Bragg coming out of Chibolic 15 years ago. I was the last one to deploy and I deployed six months after I left Chibola yep. for my first deployment. But you're absolutely right. Things have changed. The operational environment is different. Um, a lot of things are different now, but a lot of things we do as chaplains remains the same. So students that have left Chibola recently, a lot of them have left and they're still doing their two-week AT. A lot of them um, have gone and done, have been called up if they're the Reserves or National Guard, and they've done the, the mission at the United States uh, Capitol in Washington, D.C. They've, they've They've done other things. We've we've had a few already deploy overseas, Afghanistan, Iraq, other places. We had a student who graduated last April who four months later was at the airport in Kabul as a member of the United Mm. States uh, Army Chaplain Corps doing phenomenal ministry there. So students still do deploy coming out of Chipolik, but not at the uh, level that proportionally we were 15 years ago. Some of the things that I would recommend uh, being a Chibolic instructor of the last two years and a course manager over the last years, there's five things specifically that I would recommend for someone that's looking to come or is interested in coming to Chibolic here in the next uh, few years. The first is this is an army course. In the <laughs> army physical fitness is a big deal. Now we do have students arriving. Um, there's a student in our current class who is on Beastmaster on Netflix. He's very, very physically fit. We have students arriving that are very physically fit. And we have some that are, that are newer to eating healthy and being more physically fit. But I would recommend to arrive as physically fit and as healthy as one possibly can be. Um, that includes being able to pass the Army Height and Weight Program. That is a requirement for all Chibolic students to pass that. And right now, a requirement for all Chibolic students is to take, not pass, take this current requirement, the Army Combat Physical Fitness Test. So this is an Army course. Physical fitness is big in the army. We need to be physically fit. And so, just so that uh, the the ACFT is a very it's a different test than what we took. And so, for people who are coming into this, it, it would probably be worth their while to 
Google the ACFT and look at what that is and uh, what the exercises are. And, and there's a whole army website about how to train for that. And we'll put that in the notes for anybody who wants to look that up. I highly recommend that. Thank you for doing that. The second thing is I would recommend for every incoming student to ensure that their home life is squared away. (laughs) Assume that their, their wife, their husband, their significant other, their kids are in a good spot for them to come. Whether they come for a month of Chibolic, just one phase, or they come for, for all four phases and they're here for a little over three months. This is a, an intense and a vigorous course. There's not much time to do other things other than focus on the course. There's some time in the evenings and weekends, and I highly encourage students to stay connected to their family, and, and they do while they're here via FaceTime and other avenues that we have that's, uh, that's a great TTP, I think, for any chaplain to learn because we're sometimes the worst at this. You know, we go to training or we deploy and we're making sure everyone is taking care of their families and, oh, we forgot to leave you the right numbers or something. And uh, so this is, is a good place to learn that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we do everything we can to take care of the students' spouses and their families while they're right. here too. The cadre spouses, my wife and some of the other cadre spouses, reach out to the student spouses while they're here and they do video phone calls. And at the end of the course, we have a few day spouse seminar where a lot of the, the husbands and the wives, they come in and they're ministered to and they're loved on and they get to learn a lot about the army chaplain corps and this type of vocational profession that we find ourselves in and how to best support their chaplain spouse, which is phenomenal. But I encourage students that are coming and students that are currently in the course to make sure that you take care of your family while in the course. Have you encountered uh, a, a lot of folks who, for them, uh, coming to Chibolic is their longest separation from their spouse and their family? Yes, Caleb. Many of our students who are new to the military, this is the longest they've been separated from their, their wife, their husband, their significant other, and or their children. For those who are prior service, a lot of them have, have done these things before in previous capacities. But for those who who are new to the military lifestyle, this is the longest that most of them have been away from their loved ones. The third thing I'd recommend to incoming students is attitude. Like not to have one, right? To to have a good attitude. Or to have a good one. (laughs) To have a good attitude. The old adage that life is, you know, 10% of what happens and 90% of how we respond, our our attitude, uh, in addition to the Army saying, right, that how how, how are you successful in the Army? Well, right, be at the right place at the right time in the right uniform. And what I add with our Shibolic students when I talk to them is make sure you also have the right attitude Yeah, to come here with a great attitude, knowing that we're all here. Cadre, everyone that comes in speaks to you and everyone in this room, regardless of how much experience you may have as an officer, as a soldier, as a minister, as a clergy person in your specific faith group, that none of you have been an army chaplain yet. So you're all here to learn how to be an army chaplain. And even my team is here to learn alongside you all. And I tell them and I challenge them day one, let's just try to get 1% better each and every day, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, psychologically. If we get 1% better each and every day, then at the end of this three month process, then we're all going to be much better. I would say human beings, husbands, fathers, wives, leaders, clergymen, army chaplains. The fourth thing I would say is trust the process, especially for those who are new to the military. Sometimes the army doesn't always make sense. They're asking me to do 
what? I'm asked to wake up how early in the morning to do PRT physical training and to do all these other things. Just trust the process. That's something that I say multiple times to our students when they show up and they're excited to be here and they've done a lot to come to Chibolic. I mentioned to them I'm, that, hey, this might be your first day, and it is as an Army chaplain in Chibolic, but it's taken many of you years of discernment, of seminary, of pastoral education and experience, <laughs> of discussions with your significant other to get here. So you've so been on true. this journey for such a long time already, but this is day one of Army chaplaincy, wearing a uniform and wearing your religious symbol on your chest. Yeah. But encourage them to trust the process, that their cadre is highly professional, that they're very good at, at what they do, that they, that they truly love them and want what's best for them, and that will, will get them there in so 13 weeks. you're out here. You're not out trying to get anybody. You're trying to help them succeed. You want to see them be successful and come through this process and be ready to go out as fully qualified uh, and, and ready to engage in their units or continue on in, in seminary as, uh, as candidates. hundred percent. I share with them and I've show, share with this current class about a week ago that a rising tide raises all ships and we want all of them to be the best chaplain they could be for God and country in their unit, wherever they end up after here, our responsibility, our charge is to get them to when they graduate this current course on August 19th, 2022, and they, and they go out from here to do great things, to be the best chaplain that they possibly can be. The last thing that I would mention is humility. As leaders in the Army, and I tell them, you're all leaders. Y'all are all Army officers. As chaplains in the Army, servant leadership goes a long way. And being humble in Chibolic goes a long way. That means that they need to follow all lawful orders. They need to trust the process. They need to realize, hey, attitude is everything. Have a good attitude. And they just need to exhibit humility whenever someone potentially grades an assignment and says, hey, this could have been done a little bit better. Hey, just, just take that as an opportunity to learn. Whenever someone makes a correction because you've been wearing the uniform for just a couple days and they're teaching you how to salute, <laughs> just realize that, hey, the, the whole purpose and goal of Chibolic is to help you become the best Army chaplain that you could be. That's our, our heart's desire as a Chipotle cadre. And this is, I mean, learning from each other as well. I mean, we have back to the demographics question, we have, you know, a diverse population of students and, you know, you might be able to learn from someone who looks a lot different than you do or believes differently than you do. And so humility has to be kind of at the forefront of someone's thinking to, uh, you know, engage another person with respect. Absolutely. It's, it's one of the neatest things about, being a part of the Chibolic cadre team is to see individuals that haven't been around certain demographics growing up in their families of origin and the places that they grew up. If they were grew up in a big city to be around more people that are, that are more country or vice versa, or if they're from certain denominations to be around people that are from other denominations Mm -hmm. and realize that, wow, we we do have our differences and we're not going to convince that other person, right? Probably not theologically, (laughs) you know, to, agree with us on 100% of the things, but that there's strength in that. And this person is, loves their God. They love our nation. They're a brother and sister in arms, and they're willing to defend our Constitution and the First Amendment 
in this calling that they've received to be an army chaplain. And to see that click with soldiers, that, to befriend, and to, to, be, to become brothers and sisters in arms with folks that, that they wouldn't meet and hadn't met before Chibolic is, is really inspiring and encouraging. Yeah, they're, they're volunteers doing this mission. Um, I know sometimes that's helpful even for me to remember when we have to wake up at zero dark 30 and go do something. Um, so on that note, can you tell us a little bit about what uh, the average day looks like for a Chibolic student? And then maybe you could talk about, you know, the, the, the phases that uh, make up a Chibolic experience. So currently an average day in the life of a Chibolic student. And <laughs> Besides Chibolic hot. Tell us a little bit more than hot. Okay. Currently in South Carolina, it is very hot. It's in the <laughs> 90s outside for a good chunk of the day. But the average day is we start PT at 0530, and that goes till 7 o'clock. Between 7 and 830, that's an opportunity to, to get clean from PT, to eat breakfast, chow, and, and to arrive at class. At 830, class starts, but like everything in the Army, they want us there 10 minutes prior, so students show up to class no later than 8.20. Class starts at 8.30, goes till noon. Um, at noon to, to 1300, 1 p.m. is lunch, and then classes continue or pick up from 1300 to 1700, and 1700 to 1800 is dinner time. Once dinner is complete, it's time to go to the rooms and call your family, connect with your loved ones, do whatever you do, need to do to recharge for the day, read the assignments that you need to read, Get caught up on your on your homework and prepare to wake up early the next day, wash, rinse, and repeat. So, what <laughs> what do meals look like? Where where do students get food? What does that look like for them? So, currently in Chibolic, uh, students eat in the DFAC, which stands for dining facility, the Army cafeteria. So, the vast majority of their meals, Monday through Sunday, even on the weekends, is they're going to the DFAC three times a day. Now, whenever we have certain training events that we can't make it to the DFACT. The DFACT gives us food in containers called hot A's that we bring out to our training sites and they eat there. And when we can't do that, then they get meals ready to eat those MREs that the students uh, get well acquainted with. So this good. Is the course, stuff you watch on TV. I mean, this is the experience here we're talking about. <laughs> especially well, the first four weeks. It's an Army course. It's a basic officer leader course. But in truth, where do they spend the night? What kind of facility is it? So, let's just let the so, cat out of the bag right so now. Other than the few nights we spent out in the field, one night in week three and a few nights in week roughly 11 of the 13 weeks, every other night is spent in a hotel room. There we go. <laughs> in, a, in an army hotel room. That is their place of residence while they're at Chibolik. <laughs> So you, you mentioned that uh, there are some some opportunities to uh, be out in the field. What what does a, a, a typical day out in the field look like? Because that might be a new experience for some folks. So we spend uh, every morning in Chibolik, um Once students are medically cleared, usually at the, the week to, to two week part, every morning after that, we're doing physical training. That's push-ups, that's sit-ups, that's runs of various lengths and intensities, that's sometimes ruck marches, which is walking with army gear uh, with a heavy backpack on, and sometimes body armor and Kevlar, depending on time of the year and how hot it is, right? Um, field times, 
is during the first four weeks of the course. So Chibolic is broken up into four phases. DCC, phase one, phase two, phase three. DCC is the, is the direct commission phase. DCC aligns very closely with basic training. Right. The big difference is our students get to spend most nights in a hotel room. Right. Basic training spend their nights in a bay with about 60 of their closest friends. But what they do during the day is very closely aligned with the basic training and also other Army basic officer leader courses. Right. It really looks like the other bullet courses the, that are out there, the officer courses. The curriculum right. is, is, is almost identical. It's troop leading procedures. It's military right. decision-making process. It's it's things of that nature. It's how right. to do Army customs and courtesies, how to learn how to salute, the Army profession, ethics, all these basic Courses. That's in, the first four truth, weeks. In truth, I mean, they're staying in these hotels and they're, you know, following this curriculum. And their next door neighbors in these hotels are other army officers and their training courses as well, right? I mean, this is the experience here at Fort Jackson to some degree. Correct. Their their neighbors are either folks that are spending the night in the hotel for various reasons, or the adjutant general corps right. or finance bullock officers, right, second right. lieutenants going through those courses. Some of the events we do this the first four weeks of the course that are out in the field, um, which is Army Talk for In the Woods, is land navigation course. We teach them how to read a map, how to use a compass and a protractor and some other items, and how to find points out in the woods. We bring them to a Seaburn course, which is the gas chamber. and they go Everybody's there. favorite. And that's everyone's <laughs> favorite. We, we take them to the night infiltration course, which they'll have body armor and a helmet and eye protection, and they'll low crawl about 150 meters um, in the dirt, partially under barbed wire with live ammunition, live rounds going off over their, their head. We take them to team development courses. We take them to conditioning courses, obstacle courses. We take them to a rappel tower where they'll have the opportunity to conquer that the fear of heights stuff. Yeah. And, and rappel down a 40-foot tower. These are all events that every basic training soldier at Fort Jackson gets to do. And I tell these students, um, some are and most are excited and a few others are excited and maybe – a little hesitant, but afterwards to see the confidence that they gain from that. Absolutely. And when they realize that, hey, I can do hard things too. This is new to me, but hey, I can do these hard things and that they can relate to their soldiers who have done these hard things too is is amazing to see these these men and women mold from being amazing civilian clergy into becoming army chaplains. This is part of the process which takes them to that point. And then when DCC is done, we move into phases one, two, and three, where the focus is more on how to become an officer and how to become a chaplain. Now, all chaplains who come are officers initially, but some being direct commission haven't had the opportunity to learn uh, what that means to be an officer um, or what that means to be a chaplain. So we spend those nine weeks focused heavily on that. They get cl classes in ethics, in world religions, in counseling, communication skills, uh, preaching homiletics in, in history, and in many other type of classes that lead up to the making of a Chibola graduate. That's phenomenal information. And I wish, you know, when I went to Chibola all those years ago, that I would have had something like that uh, to, to help me out. So as you reflect now on, on several years of seeing Chibolic students coming through, uh, being involved with that 
um, coaching and mentoring and then sending people on their way. Uh, what, what would you say uh, you feel about that and about uh, our, our chaplain corps and the people who are coming in and that we are sending out uh, to be the future of this profession? I'm encouraged. As the Chibullet course manager, I've been asked that by peers, by friends, by leaders. Hey, Chip, how are things going at Chibullet? What's the what are the demographics? What is it looking like? What's the average student look like? And I tell them, I said, gentlemen, ladies, be encouraged. These men and women coming to Chibullet, they love their God. They love our nation. They come here motivated, wanting to serve. They come here, as we've already talked, having spent most of them years in discernment, in seminary, which isn't cheap, spending a lot of money, tens <laughs> yeah. of thousands of dollars in, in, in the local church or synagogue or mosque, speaking with their significant other, really weighing the cost of what would that look like to be an army chaplain? And then they said, yes, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to spend 13 weeks apart from my family to go be faithful in this calling to serve my God and to serve our nation's soldiers. It's, it's inspiring. It's encouraging. This has been such a great assignment for me professionally and, and personally for my, for my family. And I'm encouraged at the present and the future of our Corps. I know that Chaplain Small and I have had some opportunities during our time here to do some brown bags and some interactions with the students. And, and I know for me personally, I always leave and I'm just like, wow. Uh, you have people who are who are coming into the chaplain corps in their 50s, and I'm just blown away by those people. You have people who are coming into the chaplain corps, and they have multiple master's degrees, PhDs, and they're and and they've said this is where I'm led to be, and it's just it's so humbling to to talk to those folks and to hear their stories. Uh, it, it's really an amazing thing. It truly really is an impressive group of people, PhDs, folks that are amazingly uh, physically fit, spiritually fit, folks that have written books, folks that are esteemed and distinguished in their careers um, prior to becoming army chaplains or even concurrently while still an army chaplain. They're a seminary professor. They're a college professor. They're running their own companies. They own their own businesses. And they put that on pause to come here to serve God and country. It's, It's truly amazing. We had a student last class who went to Harvard, was a, was a Rhodes Scholar as an undergrad, and years later, she heeded the call to become an Army chaplain. Yeah. You know, she's out there loving on soldiers and serving her God and, and our country in remarkable and inspiring ways. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's impressive. So, Chip, thanks so much for your time today. I just want to make sure we give you opportunity. If there was anything else you would say to chaplains are already serving or prospective chaplains, uh, you know, candidates that are out there. Um, have we missed anything? Is there anything else on your mind for them? I would say for those who are, who are in the core, just to, to, to be encouraged that those coming through Chibullock now are, are phenomenal. They're a great group. They love their God. They love their nation. They've gone through a lot just to get to the point to, to serve our country. They've already started to sacrifice in big ways, and, and they're going to provide amazing ministry post-Chibullock for soldiers and families. And, and for prospective Chibullock students, as we look forward to, to Lord willing, seeing you 
in, in the near future and, and, and don't hesitate to reach out and ask any questions if we could be of further assistance here at the school. Absolutely. And for future chaplains out there, know we are praying for God's calling on your life. We are waiting for you. So um, as we close out here today, Chip, we do this every podcast, but is there a book that you'd recommend for our listeners? And then give us one tip on how you keep up your spiritual fitness in this crazy life as chaplains. <laughs> so spiritual fitness, I have found that often when we get busy, that can sometimes unfortunately be the first yeah. thing to go. And, and I've struggled with that at, at times in my life, but, but in recent years, I've learned to, I've started to, to get into, uh, to indoor biking, um, or when I'm driving to work, I listen to, uh, podcasts or, or scriptural reading. So I'm definitely pay attention to the road when I'm driving, but I'm also getting <laughs> some spiritual enrichment encouragement from the word of God as I'm driving or as I'm riding that stationary bike indoors, I'm listening to that devotional or that, or that sermon by that, by that pastor that I find really inspiring. So that's how I help. Uh, stay physically fit and in tune with with the Lord and keep my well filled up um, and also nightly devotionals uh, usually at the dinner table with my with my wife and kids have been have been a lot of fun as far as books of course uh, my favorite book is the Bible but my favorite book written by a, a modern day person is the Bonhoeffer book by by Eric Metaxas I read that years ago that's the favorite my favorite book I've ever a read written by a modern author, and I just find him to be a, a very inspiring human being. His his love of God, his his passion to to do right in the midst of everything that he had to to deal with, and back in the nineteen twenties and nineteen thirties, and his devotion to that is very inspiring to me. So that's a book that I would recommend for anyone Great listening. Book. Awesome, awesome. Well, Chaplain Satterley, thank you so much for joining us on Community Conversations and for sharing some of your story and some of your experiences uh, coaching and mentoring and developing the next generation of religious leaders for our Army. Uh, Chaplain Small and I are happy to interact with anybody who has questions about these guests. You can look us up on Global, and we'll be happy to answer any questions you might have or field them to the right POC. Thank you for listening to Community Conversations. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a subscribe and leave a review. It'll help other people find the content. And we'll see you again next time for another Community Conversation.